And on that note, welcome to the all new but not really improved <laughs> Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Battle Show podcast. It's been a while. Yay. It's been like a couple of months. Couple. Yeah, yeah a couple of months. Bloody hell. <sighs> How's everyone out there? Thank we you for tuning in again. Uh, and if you're new to this, so are we both said. Hello. <laughs> yes. It's been quite a while. Um, uh, oh, I should start off with what we always say or what I always forget about. But um, whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this podcast, take a photo of it. You don't have to be in the photo. Just show us where you are in the world. Uh, send it to us. Uh, our email address is superfunawesomehappytime, all one word, at gmail.com. There's links below too. Or send it to us. Go to our, our Instagram or go to our um, Facebook page and message us and send us a picture. Uh, and then we talk about you and your pictures next time. And um, mm. you know, uh, and just love to find out who's listening and where in the world you are. It's always interesting to find out. Yeah, very cool. So what have you been doing, Alex, with yourself in the last two months? Oh, the, the, Let's say two months. Why not? Okay. Well, while you talk, I'm going to find out when our last podcast was. I've been super busy with gigs, mostly live sound things. So where we are in the world, we're in, um, in Queensland, southern Queensland, in Australia, obviously. G'day. And it's been pretty stable pretty much most of this year as far as COVID goes and restrictions are easing. So there's gigs coming back on. Uh, I do a lot, lot of live sound for, for work. So that's kind of been coming back and there's some events and little festivals going on. And um, so that's all been coming back with a vengeance, which is nice. Mm. 24th of April was the last podcast. So it is pretty much exactly two months. Bloody hell. Yeah. So there you go. <coughs> mm. Yeah, so and I think one of the reasons what you're just talking about is one of the reasons why we haven't done a podcast because you've been quite busy. Yeah. And I've been busy with gigs and stuff too and family and editing videos and... Lifey things? Scratching myself. Really? Yeah, mostly scratching myself. Wow. Um, no, but... Uh, um, um, a bit. <laughs> a bit. But, yeah, so it's been... It's just... It's one of those things to sit down for an hour and to talk. We did actually try to do on once, but we had internet uh, issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Um, yeah, I've done a couple of cool festivals lately. I did one on the weekend, a couple of shows for a chamber music festival. So if you don't know chamber music, it's like often small string ensembles and small woodwind ensembles. Except it finished with a 14-piece um, guitar ensemble, all nylon strings, all individually mic'd with clip-on DPA mics. Wowzers. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work. That was... <laughs> Oh, that was a headache. <coughs> um, and that's why I don't do sound stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's an, it was outside and you got 14 condensers just gained up. And I actually walked past the speakers at one point and I could hear, like, cars on the road, like, a couple hundred metres away between songs. I would just put a megaphone in front of every yeah. instrument. <laughs> or just one on stage. Just the one just in the one middle. Just one on stage in the middle, yeah. yeah. With a big funnel in front of the other side. So we had these, yeah, massive packs of DPA mics and... <laughs> Trying to get people not to break them. Oh, boring. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it kind of that was a bit whirlwind. But the the concert I did for that that festival on Friday night was really cool. It was a chamber music event thingy. Yeah. And it was on. There's a place called Cotton Tree near where we live, and it's on like. 
there's a park that goes along the river bank, which is right on the river mouth, and it's really pretty spot. And there's um, where we had the stage, it was kind of looking west, so the sun set just over the the river. Yeah. Um, just before it was time, so that sun was set, and then the concert would start. Okay. So it start with all the you know so it's pretty sky behind it. And um, yeah, it's a gorgeous spot. I think you put a photo up on you. Yeah, yeah. I did on my um, page for the... Astuton. Yeah. Astute <laughs> Sound. Go and check out Astute Sound. Yeah. A-S-S-T-O-O-T. <laughs> <laughs> it's not spelled out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Greg. You're welcome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's cool. That, so they started playing like this string stuff and um, there was a, quite a big indigenous element to this thing. So they had... Um, Indigenous chamber music. Yeah. They had like didgeridoo and violin arrangements. Oh, wow, okay. That was pretty cool. And the guy playing didgeridoo, he's a, um, he's actually has like a master's in jazz or something from a university type school. Yeah, Tutin. <laughs> and um, so he would, he, had, he got this like looper pedal, it was like a boss looper pedal, and had a mic going into that. And he would loop the didge and then they would have like a string arrangement with it. And then he had a flugelhorn because it must have like played horn stuff at okay. uni. Blowy things. Yeah, like shiny tootin' things. Blowy things. <laughs> and um, then he would play like jazz horn parts over the didgeridoo and string stuff. And, okay. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds interesting. But then um, the location was so good. So imagine kind of a small like uh, festival trailer stage all set up, full lighting rig, all these lights up the trees. So there's... The trees behind the stage are all uplit and getting changing colours. And then... Oh, and then he's sneezing, he's sneezing, he's sneezing. Oh, he's sneezing. <laughs> and then just as like 10 minutes into the show, on the other side of the river, on the other bank, there's a quite a big resort, Twin Waters. And they must have had a big function there or a wedding or something. So just after they started, all these fireworks started going off on the other side of the river bank. That's when I would walk on stage and go, thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> like, we have to send them the invoice for the fireworks. And um, and then there was a flock of pelicans came in super low over the water and then came around the bend of the river and up behind the... It's all very picturesque and lovely and pretty. That's one of the things I always used to do when when I used to play gigs and there was some on TV or something, some, some sporting event and some team did sporting good. Yeah. And people Sports. start cheering. I would always stop the song and go, thank you. <laughs> and make it my, my applause. That's <laughs> Wherever you are in the song, you stop and you go, thank you very much. First verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. you got to own these things. Mm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so go check out. I'll, I'll see if I remember it. I'll put a link in the description below to A-S-S-T-O-O-T-ing <laughs> sound. It's not that. No. <laughs> Yeah, but um, so lots of that, and uh, what else been doing? Oh, I did another festival. That was a hippie fest. Oh, did I tell you about the hippie fest? No, I just wanted steak after. Yeah, that's all I know. So, <laughs> it was, it's like a, it's a couple of weeks ago now. Is a um, yoga yoga retreat with music and stuff. Ah, oh, I know who played music for that. Yes, he did. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> One of the guys organising it is a uh, staunch vegan, so all the every like, every food trucks. At least one word per sentence is "I'm vegan." <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention I'm vegan? <laughs> I'm vegan. Did I mention? 
Well, there's a joke, there's, you know, the joke that, yeah. sorry to all the vegans out there, but how oh. do you know that someone's a vegan? Don't worry, they'll tell they'll you. They'll tell you, exactly yeah. right now. So, Multiple <laughs> times. And um, so that, that was an indifferent, really pretty spot uh, up in the hinterland as the stage was right along a creek, like a really pretty little bubbling brook type creek. And there's, um, it's all very lovely and picturesque, but freezing cold. So that, it was over three days. And on the, went, the Friday was started at like midday and went into the evening. And Saturday started at the stage started at 8.30 in the morning. So we had to get out there early onto site, you know, set back up consoles and check the PA stuff. And we got there early and they're all getting out of the freezing cold water in, at the creek. And they all went for nude swims together. Oh, God. Nothing like, sus. <coughs> like full hippie spec. Yeah. God, nude, that would be one you. dirty little creek after that. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, th- those crystals don't do as much as uh, Ooh, <laughs> an as a good as a good bit of soap does. But um, yeah, we got to, saw some um, some boobs, so that was good. Men men boobs. Uh, actually, <laughs> it was very cold, so the guys were not doing themselves any favors at okay. all. Going for a nude swim in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was like a innie, not an outie. So um, yeah. I was in the pool. I was in the creek. I was in the creek. I think we use that line a few times for yeah. tweet feet. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, that was a f- another festival, three days of music and stuff. Um, Interpretive dance. Yeah, a bit of that. There was one really cool actor, um, Salua, name of the actors. I'm not sure if it's her name or like her f- stage name or the name of the band. But there's there's a girl, and she's, I think her dad is French, but her mum is Brazilian, and she grew up in Norway. The Caribbean, <laughs> <laughs> in um, Central America, somewhere like okay. the Caribbean or somewhere, and um, so, and she plays this like super cool like, I don't know like Latin type stuff, but sings in French. Oh, we oui, we. Oui. Yeah, and it's, that was pretty cool. Yeah, cool, sort of, sunburn. Is she what, local from here? Or? Um, I think she lives in the area now. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, no. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, yeah, there's some good moments. Cool. Yeah, beside the nude swimming. Nude swimming, yeah, well, no. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been just, I've been doing lots of gigs and lots of editing videos and lots of editing videos and then also a lot of editing videos. Yeah. Been doing a lot of that. Okay, so we should really talk about what's new uh, with us, what's new with the channel, what are some new things that have arrived. So it's a fair bit of gear lately, eh? Um, yeah. Well, one of the things I'm looking at right now behind you. Hello. Oh, behind uh, me. <laughs> yeah, behind you is a golden guitar. So we got. Um, okay. So sort of. Uh, um, hang on. I'm just going to reply to this guy quickly. Uh, Actually, do you want to hear the golden guitar? Here, let's hear the golden guitar, guitar acoustically. So this is a Revolta Combinata. I do like this trim, hey? It's a Duesenberg trim, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's an interesting looking trim. I'm just looking up to see which one... Oh, look, this guitar looks exactly like the one we've got here, which is on their website. Yeah, that's it. Exactly this one. Now, uh, which one is it? Hang on. Uh, models. Combinata. I think it's a Combinata 7. Is this the 7? Oh, is there a... No, the 7 is the one with the hardtail. By looks of it. 
Yes, it's not the Cominata 7. It is the Cominata 17. Oh. Yeah, I don't quite get where the numbers come from. Yeah, <laughs> Cominata 17. Um, so XVII. XV. Or it could be XV. XV! Cominata XV. But yeah, it's a. Uh, um, so it's that kind of that um, if you if you've been sort of following Dennis Fano in any way, shape, or form, when he used to own uh, Fano guitars, I remember all the guitar magazines. There were always ads with these that shape, yeah, and then all different variations, like with the Tele Bridge and with Jazzmaster Trem Vibrato, and with like this one with P90s and. Um, I remember seeing them, and it's a cool shape. It's sort of how would you describe? It? It's like somewhere between a like a funny-looking telly with the top bit cut off. Because it's it is like um, Rickenbacker carved top, like a Les Paul, but like super like abrupt rise. It's not like a smooth. It's a German carve. That's what it's called. Oh, is that? That's what they call that German yeah. carve, which Moe's rights have as well. And the other guitar, the, the Mondata, has it as well. But yeah, German carve. It's kind of like a weird warped single cut Les Paul. Yeah, or like a bit Rickenbackery, I find. Yeah. That that horn looks a bit like a, if you have two of them. Yeah. That's, that's right. like the Rickenbacker kind of look. Um, but yeah, check it out. The Cominata 17. So we, uh, with a Duesenberg Les Trem 2. So it's got, yeah, got the Trem and also um, this one has two P90s. I'm not sure if had. Yeah. If I have different pickup comms. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. I think that these, the Cominatas, only come in the P90s. And the other guitar is the Mondata 8, uh, which is a hardtail bridge. Um, and it's that sort of in between a Firebird and a Jazzmaster kind of offset kind of looking with three pickups, white guitar. They're killer guitars. So, what are your your sort of first impressions? We had, had them for about a week now or so, a bit over a week maybe. Um, what is sort of your first impression? There's also, there's a, I'll see again if I remember, I'll mm. link to a, um, the unboxing video I did with them and there should be a video with them soon because we have to send them back because yeah. that was sent to us by Eastwood for another video that will be out later that we can't talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like it. It's funny how, like between the two of them, like this one with the, the tram and the P P90s and the other one with the three mini humbuckers and the yeah quite know. different sounding and feeling guitars yeah we both kind of gravitated towards one each yeah and um mostly i've been playing this one with the gold top and the p90s so the combinator so i really like it it's super comfy it's got a flat back and it's almost like a almost feels like you're playing an offset telly because it has a square edge like a, yeah. a telly this one's actually bound too which is kind of and it's chambered sort of light too yeah so, but it's still really comfy. Um, ergonomic, they're nice. The trim works cool. Yeah, it doesn't work trim. Um, the one thing I found, the first thing I sort of found when I picked them up is, to me, it feels, it's a 12-inch radius fretboard, but it feels almost flatter. It feels like completely flat. Or it almost feels like there's, it's sort of like a really abrupt... Oh, edge on the neck. Edge on the neck. Even though it's not uncomfortable, but... You know what I mean? It feels like it's, I don't know, it, it feels really flat to me, the fretboard, uh, on both of them. And they feel like two different scale lengths to me, but they're both the same. That's another, that was the other kind of odd thing about it. But yeah, they're nice guitars. Um, Just so, um, 
visually, they have big block inlays and they go right to the edge of the neck, which is kind of odd. Like the old, um, another guitar I always wanted, the old Charvel, was it a Surfcaster? Is that what it was called? I don't know. It was that sort of offset looking Charvel guitar. Yeah. That, uh, hollow body as well. I think it was a Charvel Surfcaster. Charvel. Uh, surf. It, it, they have a cult following too, their own website, Charvel Surfcaster. I was saying earlier today that um, I really like the Combinata, I really do, but it would be super cool if it had a telly bridge in it. No, I know there. Yeah, that's You remember that? Yeah. Um, I always wanted one of them with the really angled pickups, and mm. it's a sort of half, slightly hollow body guitar. Um, I, yeah, they have got more of that sort of shark tooth in there, I guess, but... Um, yeah, they're, they're, yeah I, I definitely am impressed. It'd be interesting, we're going to do a bit of a comparison. Because So for people that don't know, Revolta is um, kind of the budget brand mm. by Dennis Fano. And yeah. Dennis Fano used to own Fano guitars, but yeah. then for whatever reason, he had to sell Fano guitars. And other people started Fano guitars. And so the Fano guitar I have, the Omnis MG6 that I have, that I play in a lot of the videos... Has, actually has nothing to do with Dennis Fano. It's a different group of people. And so Dennis Fano, I think, moved to Nashville. I don't think he was in Nashville originally. He moved to Nashville and started Nova Guitars now in Nashville, yeah. which is doing really well. And a lot of, I think a lot of Nashville players play Nova Guitars and uh, friends of ours, like guys like RJ, um, Ronquillo, he plays, no I think he has a couple of Nova Guitars now. With um, his special colour co combination. Ron Rontilio. No, but the other one is, I think it's a, uh, I saw him play one the other day, uh, single P90 in a bridge, maybe? Um, yeah. And it's it's more that sort of shape, actually, I think. But silvery colour. So, But um, anyway. These guitars, sorry. So, so Revolta was basically the budget brand. So Nova guitars, mm. quite expensive, but very, like all handmade, really, really good quality guitars. And Revolta is made in conjunction with Eastwood Guitars in Korea and China. This is, these are Korea. These are Korean, yeah. But there are some of the cheaper ones without with the fixed um, bridge are also made in China. Mm -hmm. uh, that's sort of the budget brand of Novo Guitars, budget. I mean, they're still not cheap. I think they're 12, 1400 US new, I think. Something like that, around about that sort of. So they're not super cheap, no, they're good but though. cheaper than than uh, the Nova guitars. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say th these are made in Korea. Yeah. And um, yes, yeah, there's four Nova guitars, Nashville. That says what it says on the step, back of the headstock. And I believe, yeah. from what I gather, that like uh, with Reverend guitars, so Reverend guitars are possibly made in this. No, I think they're made in uh, that world music, the other big one in Korea. The other bigger factory. There's two big factories in Korea. Right. Okay. Um, but Reverend guitars are made in Korea and then sent to Reverend guitars in wherever they are in America, and then they're being set up there and then shipped everywhere from there. And Revolt is the same. So Revolt is made in Korea, then they're being shipped to Nashville <coughs> to Nova guitars, and then apparently they're being set up there and then shipped out again. There you go. Yeah. They're interesting. They've got um, like nylon saddles on the tunematic bridge. bridge. Yeah. Um, and it sort of pivots a bit too when you use the 
it's, I don't know, yeah, it's interesting, interesting design. Yeah, and what I was getting at before is, so that's basically the budget brand of mm. Nova Guitars, which is Dennis, Dennis Fano. My Fano Guitars is the budget brand of Fano Guitars, which is made in China, but it has nothing to do with Dennis Fano anymore. But it'll be interesting to see this dual P90 guitar yeah. versus my Fano dual P90 guitar. We'll do a shootout between the two and see how, uh, how we like each guitar. I think it'd be interesting to see just mm. to have, totally. you know, the, the same the old similar worlds. Yeah. Yeah. The old Fano guitar versus the new Fano guitar kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, right. So yeah, they're pretty cool. So we've used them in a couple of videos now mm. and we'll only have them. I think we can only keep them for a few more weeks and then we have to send them back <clears throat> unless we say to them, we're not tough. <laughs> No, but um, <laughs> unless we maybe we'll work something out with them if we so want to keep them. But to deal uh, with money exchanging hands. Yeah, but we'll see what we do. We had a nice guitar. So uh, the the I've uh, I've never been a Strat guy. So that's sort of one of my first real sort of experiences with a three pickup guitar, and especially three the the Mondata that I've got. Yeah, yeah. And especially three mini humbuckers. I've never really had a mini humbucker guitar before. Really. Have you played much mini humbucker stuff? Like, have you played many guitars with mini humbuckers? Not many, no. I think I've played one or two in a shop when I yeah. used to work at Music at Musa. But not really. Um, and especially having a three um, with the interesting switching combinations as well. So you've got two switches, two three-way switches. <clears throat> the one on a top horn is basically... Okay, so you have the one between the two volume, the, the volume and the tone up, and you've got the one on the top horn. The one between the volume and tone knob, if that's in a down position, the pickup selector is like a normal two pickup pickup selector. So down is bridge, mm. up is neck, and in between is both bridge and neck. Like a telly. Or, or like a Les Paul or whatever, you know, because sure. humbuckers. Then if you put the bottom toggle switch between the volume and tone knob in the middle position, you bring in the middle pickup. Mm. So now the top toggle in down position is bridge and middle. Middle position is all three, and up position is neck and middle. Now then, if you flick the bottom toggle, the one between the volume and the tone, up, that gets rid of the top toggle switch, and only the middle pickup is activated. So you can have every pickup combination, basically. And there's some cool sounds. I actually really like the when you bring the middle pickup in, so having the bridge and middle or neck and middle, because the neck on its own is almost a bit dark, the bridge on its own is almost a bit too honky. I do like that bridge, though. With distortion, yeah. Clean, it's a bit funny, though. Yeah. You, but Like like crunchy, low-gain rock stuff. Yeah. yeah. But both... I really like both, especially for clean or edge of breakup sort of sounds. It sounds really cool having two pickups. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting guitars. So you see them a bit more on the channel. Check them out. Uh, check out the unboxing video I did as well. And there's a bunch of videos where we used them... Uh, recently, one of which we did today. Let's let's start talking about that because I don't think we talked about it much last time. I mean, we've mentioned it, but we haven't really talked about it. The Eurorack thing that we're doing. So we, I'm sure we've talked about it before on the podcast. Um, so we've contacted a bunch of Eurorack manufacturers, and we're getting a whole bunch of Eurorack modules, and we already got a bunch of them. Um, and we're doing a guitar on using Eurorack on guitar, basically, using it like effects. And so we started filming a bunch of videos. 
So we did the Nostalgia, is it Nostalgia? Yeah, the delay. Nostalgia. Nostalgia delay, which that's already up. Today we filmed the Euphoria, is it? The Phaser. The Dreadbox Phaser. And we filmed the Erica Synth's Black Stereo Delay. So what were your thoughts? I really, I was actually surprised by the um, uh, Euphoria with the distortion. The Phaser, yeah can make yeah <laughs> well this so, is one of the, the byproducts so um the world of modular synthesis for whatever reason the volume that runs out of that mm. stuff is ridiculously high um way 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 higher than guitar stuff way way way, way higher than microphones and all that sort of usually you only have line and instrument volume like if you plug into a mixer you have line input instrument input or you have a switch sometimes Eurorack is sort of way above all that uh, to the point where so we both have one of those little Strymon converters the AA1 the Alco Alcoholics Anonymous I call it one uh, and it says on it so what it does is it, it drops the volume by 18 dB as it comes out so which is quite a lot but so one of the byproducts is you can actually run um, it at guitar volumes yeah um, and then you get ridiculous amounts of volume where it, 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 you overdrive the module itself. Mm. Yeah, that was super cool distortion, like almost like a really upfront DS1 esque kind of distor yeah. distortion. Like it wasn't crunchy or just. Yeah, that was with a phaser completely off. That was just overdriving the module. Yeah, and um, the other cool thing is you have two outputs, which is a, like a, a mix output, and the other one's just a effect only yeah so you can have just the phaser which kind of gets into vibrato and vibey kind yeah. of sounds so there's which sounds cool. that, yeah you can't usually get that's the thing with your with your rack i find it's um a lot of it is the same as what you can get with pedals but it goes further Definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> and then not just that but then you can the modulation options you have um uh, and it makes it sort of limitless almost to a certain degree what you can do with it yeah Especially for um, uh, if you're exploring sounds, doing the layering stuff in the studio or like, like TV film school kind of stuff. Yeah. Ambient things. Um, yeah, the, the vibrato effect was really cool. Like even just what we're doing today, because uh, the Erica Synth delay has a little hold function thing on it. I mean, again, you can do that kind of stuff with delay, some delay pedals and stuff as well. But having the hold function on it where you sample like a little bit, like you loop a little bit, and then you can add stuff to it, like make like a drone sort of sound out of it. But then if you set it on, so with that delay, you have a, a an analog and a digital delay setting. Mm. If you put it to analog and you turn the time knob, it does that pitch thing like any good analog delay does. Yeah. Um, but if you set it to digital, it does this glitchy thing mm. where the sample rate changes and it kind of does these random glitches. and just having that, um, like a tiny little, like it was only like a second long or something like that, or maybe two seconds long loop that we had going in a video with some where you played a note and then you played another note over it or something like mm. that, or even a chord. Or, I don't know, I don't remember exactly. Build a chord, I think it was. Build a chord out of yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. And then changing the being on a digital setting and changing the time, and it almost goes into this weird glitchy. Almost yeah. like um, granular kind of thing. Mm. 
and you just have that sitting there and don't do anything with it and it just sits there as like a base thing yeah and then the cool thing is then you can modulate stuff you can give it movement by it mm. so it's I, I mean it's a limitless limitless what you can do with it and I think it works surprisingly well on guitar yeah like that thing we were just talking about if you had that and then recorded that into your computer yeah you could actually treat that with plugins and treat it more as a um, synth pad yeah so. well I mean that's a th yeah you could sample that and assign it to your keyboard and even then play it on a keyboard sure yeah and have like a you know look at what Spitfire what do you do and all that stuff you know I, I love that across stuff. There. Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's pretty cool. So there's some interesting, really interesting stuff coming out of it. There's more things coming. I just bought, um, just because everyone, I still don't necessarily know exactly what it does, but everyone has one <laughs> of them. And I think it is the most sold modular module, Burak module ever. Yeah. The uh, Make Noise Maths. And I've been trying to get one for ages and it's sold out everywhere. Like worldwide, I looked completely sold out. And then in the US, I think Vintage King and Perfect Circuit had a few. And um, Vintage King, the shipping was ridiculous. It was almost as much as the... Oh, really? Yeah, it was almost $200 for shipping it. Wow. With FedEx. And Perfect Circuit, um, same thing. Yeah. Um, and it was, I think, $80 postage, FedEx. Yeah. So I don't know what the, how that works. But it's still 80 US dollars for shipping, but it, it worked out roughly the same as when you buy it here anyway. It was maybe $10 more than when you buy it here. Sure. And I really wanted to get one. But it's available, as I think. It was, yeah, exactly. Because it's, I think a lot of the modular stuff, mm. it seems a lot of the make noise and mutable instruments and all that stuff is sold out everywhere because I think they're having or have had a lot of issues getting parts. Mm. Like I think a lot of um, effects manufacturers too. Yeah. We're talking about they were finding it difficult to find the parts. And just, so. just even supply chain stuff. Well, that's what I mean. Delay, even if it is available, it could be delayed in getting it. Some country yeah. that's locked down, and then yeah, blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so I like the, uh, I like this um, combinata. Yeah, well, they're nice guitars, and, and yeah, you can hear them. Uh, we did today. We filmed two more videos with the Eurex stuff, and I think you used them on both, didn't you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. What else we did today? We did the. Um, oh, we did. We can't talk about that. No, that's, that's another thing we can't talk about. There's another secret pedal we can't if you talk have about. Secret, uh, special glasses on. You could see it. Mm. But you can't. It's see. black. And Sucked in. It's black and has four knobs. Yeah. And white writing, and then on and off switch. So you've said too much. Yes. Kill them. Ah. Uh, what else did we do? Oh, the little <coughs> cheap rat. The Mosky or Mosky or... I've got a feeling it might be Mosky, just how the font lands. Mosky? Like M-O is fatter than the other letters. Anyway. Mosky. What do we need? Sky. How much? Mosky. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think on the, on the inter on like guys like Ryan and stuff from Six Cycle Arm, I think he calls it Mosky. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't hey. know. God knows. Mosky does it in Russian. You want some vodka with your Mosky? Yeah. Yeah, da da. Um, <laughs> yeah, da da. <laughs> we, so we did. Yeah, I bought. I, I've had this sitting around for ages and we just haven't had the chance to do a video of it yet. But I bought. I think it bought it for about $40. It, um, it was secondhand. 
It was new. All right. But I think new, it's only about the, almost the same, I think. But I found it secondhand locally, I think. I bought it secondhand. Anyway. But it's it's their rat clone. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Because we're rat fans, or I'm a rat fan. Yeah. You, you, you're a rat yeah. fan too, yeah. We're both rat who, fans. Who isn't? <laughs> who doesn't like their rodents? Um, surprisingly quite impressive. <laughs> yeah, for a super cheap pedal. It's one of like the little nanos type size housing, and it has a switch from vintage to turbo. Yeah. Uh, vintage was super compressed. Um, worked with one, two guitars, and didn't work with the others, and vice versa. Yeah, but humbug, it was more single coil and less yeah. humbuckers, yeah. Fatten up some stratty type things. And um, yeah, like noise floor was good, wasn't harsh. Yeah, sounded great. The fill, fills are backwards, but like they're you know, usually on the um, the rats, you close up the filter. There's a dog. There's a dog in here. And um, but the, just control it the other way around. That's, yeah, I mean, that's that okay. Makes, it makes no difference. Yeah. You, you work that out pretty quick. And um, Even I, uh, even. Even I worked it out pretty quickly, and I'm pretty slow usually. I am pretty slow with that sort of stuff, but even yeah. I worked it out. And um, I said a good, like, the distortion wasn't brittle or harsh or flubby or... No, it was good. It did blow out a bit at that higher gain levels. There's a dog. Say hello, dog. Hello, Daisy. And she's got a rope. Oh. She's got a rope. Oh. Um, <laughs> but it kind of just sounded like classic rock yeah. rat thing. Yeah. Man, like... I know we've talked about cheap pedals before, but so good now. And that if you're 15 playing guitar, want to play a punk rock band with your mates in the shed. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to fork out. Although, I mean, the real rat's not really that true. expensive. Yeah. And from what I gather, they're still made in the same place. And it's mm. pretty much the same. It's just a weird, crappy website, and they just keep yeah. making the same thing. And um, But, yeah, if you've got you know, work two afternoons a week at KFC and you've got no money... And you're 15. It's a pretty good option. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so that was yeah, quite impressed. Uh, and we'll do a shootout with a proper rat at some stage. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking we should do the other cheap one, the rat, rat attack or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, we should do a video with that as well, and then maybe do a shootout with both. You know, the two mm. cheap ones with the real rat. Rat down. Um, oh, the other day, it's, it's not out yet, but the other day we did a video with the two Big Muffs, the American yeah. Big Muff versus the old, like the black Russian, Mother maybe Russia. version 7? I'm not called Mother Russia Ruff, Muff. <laughs> Mother Russia Muff and uh, Yankee yeah. Doodle Dandy Muff. Mm. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because it was interesting, I found it interesting, we did it just because we wanted to do it. Yes. Uh, that was, I... I have one of the normal, like the, the bigger enclosure, the old enclosure, yeah. Big Muff. I have one of them too at home. Uh, but I just bought, because it was really cheap, I found it secondhand, uh, one of the old Russian, black Russian ones. Mm. And I thought, ah, oh, it's cheap. I think it was only like $120 or something like that. Oh, cool. And I've seen that them, the black ones as well, go for like four or $500 now. Crazy, isn't Because I mean, the green ones, they go for over $1,000. Yeah. Australian dollars we're talking about here. That's nuts. Crazy yeah. prices, yeah. We need a time machine and go back and just buy up bunches of clones, all this stuff from the 90s now. I was so annoyed, my friend Daniel, Daniel Brown, if you're listening, Daniel, in in um, in Scotland. He lives in Scotland now, in Glasgow. Um, he used to have, right, he was, he was a bass player in my band, but yeah. he, uh, like every good bass player, bought a guitar and wanted to be a guitar player as well. Sure. But he bought, he had, back in the days, he had one of the green 
Russian big muffs because he um, he um, he was a big um, uh, Smashing Pumpkins fan, and you had right. to have a big muff. Yeah. So he bought one of the green Russian big muffs. He had an old uh, Electro Harmonics um, envelope filter too that he used on bays. Yes, yeah, like the big enclosure. Mm. Um, he had uh, oh, and he had this old Strat that. But then from one day to the next, he sold it all. And I said, oh, why don't you tell me? I would have bought some of this stuff. But yeah. he sold it, I don't know, quite cheap, I think. And the other annoying thing is, and that's, I'm shaking my fist in his general direction now. It's Scottish. Uh, no, he had, he had, um, so I lent him, I don't remember the whole story anymore, but I bought ages ago, right? Yeah. I bought off, off friends of mine that lived, um, lived here, uh, that oh. were a band called Funky Love Tank. Do you, do you ever remember Funky Love Tank? No, I know of them. Which then later on turned into a band called Big D and the FLP. Yeah, Big Donk and the Funky Love Pumpers. That's what it stood for. <laughs> uh, very quirky guys. Uh, and even even just their names. Stevie Love and Brother B. <laughs> the Good Reverend Brother B. The Good Reverend? They were, they were quirky. The quirkiest dudes. Anyway, really great musos and great great guys, but very quirky. Yeah. Our friend Mark Williams, bass player Mark Williams. He, uh, his best thing, he said, uh, old horny pirates. <laughs> that describes them. Right on. Um, so they, uh, they moved to Japan. They lived in Japan for quite a long time because they did a lot of work there, played lots of music there and stuff. And when they left, they sold a whole bunch of their gear. Mm. And I bought a rack thing off them. Is that the one you still have, the Roland? The, Ro- the old Roland one, yeah. The old Roland <laughs> with the foot control as well, the GP... Eight, eight, maybe is it eight? Possibly eight. Which is a cool. It's all analog except for the digital delay, but it's all analog on it. Uh, the distortions are analog, and like all that sort yeah, of stuff yeah, is on cool. analog. Uh, it's a cool little, cool old unit. But that came right. The other half of that mm. rack unit had um, these half size uh, Rockman rack units in it, ah. and one was a half rack um, EQ. Mm-hmm. And the other one was one of the old Rockman preamps. All oh, right. Um, you know the blue and blue and black with the sliders. Blue and black with the sliders. You know they they have to look that up. Rockman. You know the old yeah. Rockman. Um, I know the ones they mean. I'm just not sure about the blue and black bit. Yeah, they're, they're like black with blue and grey. Black, blue, and grey. <laughs> I know what the colours mean. <laughs> um, uh, Rockman preamp. Hang on, I'll bring it up on here. Yeah, these ones like that. Ah, the internet's slow. This. Like, uh, I think it was exactly that. Yeah, cool. So I think it was a Rockman sustainer. I think that's that's what was on that was on there. Because mm-hmm. uh, it had a had compression and stuff on it as well. And it's like a half rack thing, blue and black with switches and sliders and stuff on it. Yeah. And I think the guys in Funky Love Tank, what he what he used to do is he used to like run that as a preamp going into the um, ah, the rack into the rack thing, yeah. Gotcha. Because uh, he used to use his little old Mizuboogi, like a Mark Four or Three, whatever you know, the one. It's like a one by twelve mm. with the EQ on it as well, the slider EQ and all that, like yep. one of those ones. Um, anyway, and I can't remember exactly why, but I lent Daniel the Rockman stuff because he wanted to try it out on bass or something like that. Yeah. And then he moved house, and it somehow got lost and disappeared. Oh, no. And I don't know what happened to it. And now those things are quite expensive, and they're quite cool. Like they're, uh, 
sort of, I know, uh, I mean, <laughs> if you look at the price on reverb of that thing, 1,300 yeah. Australian dollars. Um, so they're going for quite good money now. Yeah, and right. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. The, it's probably um, someone's back covered. The sustainer. I think it was a sustainer. I think that's actually. And the other half was, it was in a, in a Rockman, like a Rockman rack with two little draw, like two little slots for the individual rock, Rockman units. Yeah, sure. And one was an EQ, like a, I don't know how many band EQ, and the other one was that. And yeah, I'm really spewing. That's gone. That was Daniel Brown. Damn. I'm shaking my fists in. <laughs> I don't know where Scotland is, but... It's up. <laughs> Towards the ceiling, that's it. Towards the ceiling. Um, yeah. I don't know how it got to that, but... Oh, the Big Muff shootout. Yes. Long, very long story. Anyway, that's why I like the combinat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Big Muff... <coughs> Big Muff shootout. So, yeah. what were your thoughts? Yeah, um, I think both sides of it. The Russian one's more distortion. Yeah. And the... Not non-Russian ones, more fuzzy and the American, yeah, like blown out war sound. What you tip, typically think of as a muff sound, like that. Yeah, like so to me, the life, yeah, life thing. The American one, if you think of a muff sound, that's what I think of. The Russian one, I think would work way better in a band. Yeah. Because it has had mids. Yep. Um, and it, yeah, it was more of a distortiony sound. Hmm. So. What are you doing? Um, on? Shame I don't have that green Russian one because that would be worth ridiculous amounts of money now and just to be funded. compare it. Yeah. But I think from what I gather, with the Russian stuff and with the American electromonic stuff, they were so money conscious. Oh, yeah. There's so many variations and variables <laughs> and different things going on and whatever was the cheapest way of doing it, they did. Yeah. Um, Even from like... Mike Matthews. Year to Mike year. Mike Matthews, it's Mike Matthews. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, like beginning of the year to end of the year even. And I think you've got mail. I think um, I'll go, I'll, I'll keep talking while you... Yeah, so uh, it was interesting. It was an uh, uh, interesting shootout. Um, I quite like the Russian sound, actually. I have to say, for me, the Russian sound... I never... The, the, the all... Like, the more American, a really sort of scooped muff sound, it always sounds great when you play by yourself. Or the way I could work out how to use it anyway, it always sounds good by by yourself and at home. And but as soon as you bring it into a band situation, it just disappears. Um, or you have to be stupidly ridiculously loud to the point where you can't really hear what's going on. Um, but yeah, you got mail. What happened? Yeah, there's posty here. Nothing exciting. We're just talking about you and, and, and how handsome I is. Yeah. Sure. No, I'm just saying how I preferred the Russian sound. Yes. And I, I always liked the sound of a muff, but I could never make it work in a band situation because yeah. it just disappears. But I think the Russian one probably won't. No. Yeah, I just need a band geek to try it. True, 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 true. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what else did we do? What else is happening? What else is coming up? So there's more uh, Eurorack stuff coming. I think I got to talk to Loki about from Polyeffect when the Hector is finally coming out because I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. I think he's just moving into a new. Oh, that was cool. Office space. If you d don't follow um, Polyeffect on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. It was an Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, do that because on his uh, stories, they're moving into this new warehouse like production space to make the gear and. If you can play it, probably actually. Um, so it's an empty concrete warehouse, and they decided to make the IRs of the reverb in the space. 
Sophie. Hang on, I'll put it closer to the thing. This is the... This is the sound of the room. That's his warehouse. So that was a balloon popping. That's so cool. Um, so, and I, I actually messaged him and I said, I'm looking forward to the next update. Yeah. For the, for the um, Bebo, um, is yeah. it still called Bebo? Which one is it called now? Bebo. Is it Bebo now? Because, um, yeah, he'll put yeah. that in the new Convolution Revo. And I still want to make make some, like the car park at my mum's place. Mum and Don, they, um, they're blocky units. That's a cool reverb too. Well, and there is a there's an underpass. I think I mentioned it to you as well. There's an underpass um, in in Noosa, not mm. far from where I live, and um, there's a place where you can ride your bike from the Noosa Civic from a shopping centre there, and you can ride your bike into Noosa. Yeah. And you go under a big roundabout. There's a big underpass, and every time we ride our bikes with my kids under there, they kind of yodel and make noises because it's a really cool sounding. It's a really long, mm. concrete. Um, underpass under a big roundabout. Yeah, cool. And it's quite echoey and reverby, and uh, that would be an interesting place to go and do it one time. We should take the uh, but, yeah field recorder thing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Because that's yeah. yeah, it's a big reverb. Well, get them get them on board with some balloons, and should do like a whole day of going around the place. Whenever there's no cars going over. Yeah. <laughs> um, and no homeless people. Uh, as long as they don't. Yell. Just go, uh, homeless people, can you be quiet? Stop for screaming, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one's trying to steal your thoughts. Slow there for a second. And then, um, yeah, that'd be cool. Get your kids a whole day of like going around the coast popping balloons. Yeah, they would probably like that. Although they get annoyed about popping them. Really? Because they don't want to pop them. They want to keep them unpopped and play with them. We'll get a whole bag, obviously. You need more than one. Alrighty then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No. Okay. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure they would. They should, they'd be into it. What do you think, dog? Do you like balloons? Yes, I like balloons. Um, oh, and I just got a dispatch notification from ProOrg. So buying. I bought a few new lights for the videos too. Which yeah. was in the sea. So in the next few weeks, let us know if you see a difference in how we look in the videos because uh, there's new lighting coming our way. Preferably a better difference hopefully a better <laughs> difference yeah that's that's always yeah, a good spending money on stuff but um yeah that'd be cool uh so anything else new and exciting has been going on let me see what uh not really i mean just been working basically that's why we haven't really had the time to do much of this yeah um just because it's been so everything's been so busy lately um uh what else is coming up so there is um Hopefully, oh, I mean, we're maybe going to talk about this at some stage, but hopefully there's a brand new guitar brand that we kind of found through the, the same distributor who does yeah. Eastwood and Revolta guitars called Lux Guitars, which looks pretty interesting. Yeah, so they, they're coolest looking stuff, hey? Like, it's it's a lot of it's really relict and um, definitely treated heavily with relicking. Yeah. Um, but and very, I think very '80s influenced because there's lots of that sort of super strap with Floyd Rose. Yeah. Um, but some really cool looking guitars. There's uh, what's the one that I really like that kind of slightly offset telly looking thing. The Lux Tone. Sorry. Lux Tone guitars. Yeah. L U X X. Double X. Yeah. So 
mostly kind of... Cavalera or something like that? Is that the one? Yeah, mostly Strat and Telly type shapes. But their own thing, definitely, for sure. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure it was the Calavera. That's the one I was looking at. I love so, T-Lux here. So check out, if you're going to luxtoneguitars.com, check out, the, yeah, it's kind of like a Telly offset kind of mix. And I quite, I really quite like the look. So yeah, that, I mean that's something that's that's we haven't even talked to the I haven't talked to the distributor about it yet. But yeah. the same distributor here in Australia who does Eastwood uh, Airline Revolta guitars also looks after Luxstone guitars, and um, I'm gonna have a chat to him about maybe. They do look pretty cool. They look really cool. It'd be interesting to see yeah. what they sound like and play like. But I like the T Lux, which is kind of like a <coughs> a telly with a. Um, well, the one they have on the website, I'm sure, I think it's all custom stuff, but has like a Gretschy type pickup in the bridge and a telly in the neck and that low, low, like low half um, scratch plate. But all super relic. I yeah, the relicing looks really cool too. Yeah. I actually have a bit of a soft spot for the El Machete, um, which is their sort of super strat, two humbucker super strat, but no scratch plates. Yeah. And Floyd Rose on. Pretty much all of them that are in here, but it's like a yeah, that sort of eighties super strat, two humbuckers, a little bit like like the Ibanez AZ series with the two two humbuckers or um uh, uh, uh what's the one I'm thinking of? Uh, even the EVH, the um not the Wolfgang but the other one, the one with the Kramer style headstock. Yeah, yeah. That sort of look, which I, I quite like. So. It's just a new brand we haven't really seen before. No, um, there seems to be a lot of it on the website. A lot of, a lot of guitars, yeah. Like you go, go through the gallery, they've, it's not just... Yeah, like they've made a lot of guitars. Or two guitars made. Well, I mean, if you, if you get to a point where you are a guitar maker and you actually run through a distributor... True, yeah. Um, it's got to be decent size. Decent size, because a lot of guitar manufacturers, if you, you just the super boutique and they just do custom orders, they don't go through yeah. distribution usually. But to have an Australian distributor, that must mean to a certain degree it is somewhat mass produced. Yeah, or like some sort of bigger. Or a bit of bigger production kind production of thing. thing yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they look really interesting. And yeah, I'm going to approach probably now before this podcast comes out, just to be safe. I'm going to yeah. approach the distributor and see what we can do with them. But they look really cool and um, always interested in that kind of stuff. Uh, also, I think. I've already talked to a few people. I know I've been saying this for a while and I need to get myself organized, but um, there will be some guests on the podcast. Yep. I've actually sort of semi, again, I don't know how much I should talk about this. I won't talk about it yet, but I may be but, on another podcast. Oh, yeah. That's not our podcast, but a different podcast, but sure. that's coming down. But the people that are on that same podcast with me, will most likely be an our podcast at some stage too. Definitely, we'll try and get them on eh? uh, And then um, I already talked to Mark from Kink Pedals. Um, and we're trying to hook up at time, but it, we couldn't quite hook it up with Alex and me and him and everyone working. But um, he's going to come on the show. And a few other people, because yeah, I think it'd be good to have a few more guests on the show again. And uh, hopefully we can keep it on a regular basis again, mm. but it's just always difficult to do. We've actually had... Even trying to get filming days in, it's been somewhat difficult. And 
with me having to often run off because of my kids doing something extracurricular. Yeah. Um, so it's been, or you having to go to gigs. So it's been, it's been difficult trying to find a time to get together to do things. And it's coming up school holidays, which would be... School holidays are coming up, yeah. So I'm going to so. be a bit more preoccupied during that time again with my kids. So I'm just um, looking back through the Luxtone gallery on their website. I actually like the red colour. Oh, because it's of a deep... It's quite a deep red, isn't it? Like a, Yeah. It's cool. Like that on that telly thing. Yes. Well, I really... If you go to the Luxtone guitars, luxtoneguitars.com website, and you click on guitars, if you click on El Machete... There's the picture, not the main guitar, but underneath it, there's like a greeny sort of... Actually, that of... one, you're just looking at it as well. Yeah. But it's just underneath it. I really like that. That's sort of, I'd, I'd go for something like that. Um, that's a cool looking guitar. Nothing um, there. It reminds me a lot of that. And I, I'm, I'm kicking myself now a little bit. Because yeah. when I went to 42 Gear Street, I played that Seafoam Green Ibanez. I think it was an AZ... 2402 SFB, SFG, sorry. Mm, sure. So the AZ or AZ 2402, so the 24 fret 2 pickup, two humbuckers. Yeah. Uh, in Seafoam Green SFG, which I played in some of the videos. And it was such a nice guitar, and I really liked it for a guitar that I shouldn't like because it's not my kind of guitar, but I really liked it. Baked maple neck and, oh, sorry, dog. Um, and, um, I was talking to one of the guys from Ivan's dad, Hennings, mm. and he said, oh, you know, if you really like it, just take it. And I was completely over, like, overweight with the amount of stuff, because, I mean, the amount of stuff we were given, uh, you know, I was very lucky when we were there, when I was there. The stuff that I was given, I arrived with a full suitcase, and I left with a very, very, very full suitcase. Sure. And I thought, you know, I had to fly back to my mum and dad's place from Germany to Austria. We'll first catch a train, get on a plane. I had I was already overweight for the flight, my yeah. luggage. I thought, oh, how about we'll organize shipping? Yeah. And I don't mind even paying for the shipping. And he goes, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And then that was sort of the last I heard from Ivan. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> Should have taken it. But that was a beautiful guitar. Yeah. And I love that. And actually, funnily enough, Lawrence Petros, um, who has sent us a bunch of pedals, and actually we should quickly talk about them as well, maybe. Oh, yeah. Lawrence Petros sent, uh, uh, told me that he saw me with RJ in one of the videos at Hennings, and I was playing one of those Seafoam Green mm. Ibanezes. And I think that was one of the reasons why he ended up buying one. So he bought one. Yeah. And... I think the 87 is in that sort of color, that seafoam green. Mm. Yeah. One behind you. Right behind you, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Rontilio, could be either or. <laughs> but uh, yeah, quickly, because we're, we're coming to the end of it. But yeah, we did a bunch of videos with uh, Lawrence Petro stuff. Yeah. So the uh, 68 Deluxe, that was a great pedal. And the Dutch, which is coming out, possibly by the time this podcast is out, the Dutch video will be out already as well. Uh, and the. What was another one we did? Uh, well, the 68, 74, and 87. Two, on this, two deluxe ones. Yeah, the other we haven't done the other deluxe one yet, have we? The 87 deluxe we haven't done yet. I haven't brought that yet. Ah. I've lost, tra lost track. So we've done the 68 deluxe. We've yeah. done the Dutch. We've done the first with the 68, 74, 87. Yeah, the three. 
then we did the 68 Deluxe and we did the Dutch. I don't think we've done the 87 Deluxe yet. Because yeah. I don't think I've brought it yet. Oh, anyway. Well, maybe I did. No, I don't think I did. No, I don't think we've done a video on that yet. Okay. But it's a great pedal. Yeah. Yeah. But which one sort of, just out of all of them, stand out? Um, weirdly, the Dutch is up there. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, it just has just that feel of whatever it is, the compression and the little bit of give under the fingers. Yeah. Um, that's pretty damn cool. Um, so that's, I don't know if it's based on anything, but it's just a distortion pedal or overdrive distortion pedal with a boost. Yeah. That's oh, great. So two buttons. And the 87 is pretty cool. 87 is great, yeah. And the 87 Deluxe is twice as good. Because it's twice. Because it's two of them. <laughs> but yeah. I think, surprisingly, so, out of all of them, my, I think the standard for me was the 68 Deluxe. Yeah. Cool. We have the two... So the normal 68 uh, is just the... Okay, so you, the original 68 he originally released had a toggle switch where you could go between... Um, Low gain and high gain, basically, like a green and a red setting, like on the 87. So the 87 has a toggle switch yep. that goes between low and high gain. The original 68 had that as well. Then he discontinued the original 68 and started making the the new 80, 68 and the 68 Deluxe. Mm. The new 68 is only on the low gain setting. Yeah. And the 68 Deluxe has the switch, the Deluxe switch in the middle, where you go between a red and a green channel. Yep. And then it has an on and off switch, and it has a boost that is pre the gain stages. So it, it's a gain boost, not a volume boost. And you really can go from, you, you can use it for anything. So the boost mm. is just a clean boost. Yeah. The green side on the overdrive can be literally just an edge of breakup sound. Then you go to the red side, and it's a more overdrive sound. Mm. Then you go on the green side with the boost. And it's even a bit more again. And then you go on a red side with a boost and it's like a distortion. Mm. It's like any everything. You like all in one and all the sounds are good. I was really impressed. Really, really impressed. Yeah, it was cool. I think you loved it a little bit more than I did. I think because it's probably like a feel thing. Yeah, maybe. But I still really like it's it. It's a great pedal, yeah. Yeah. I just like the versatility of it. And uh, I actually bought the 87 Deluxe because I thought that would be a good pedal to put on my pedal board, which I'm making, which there'll be a video of that soon off the, with the Boss BCB 1000. I'm putting a pedal board together. Yeah, cool. And I had the King of Tone on it originally. And I thought, mm. oh, maybe I need something different for a change. Yeah, it's good to mix up. And I really liked the uh, 87. And I thought the 87 Deluxe is two channels. Yeah, lots going on. The only thing I didn't realize is you can't stack the two channels. It's either or. Okay, that's cool. It's still cool, but, but the still King, of, King of Tone is three because you've got one, the mm. other, and both. Yeah, and I do, I do use it like that. Yeah. One, the you know, three different sounds. But now the 68 Deluxe technically is four, mm. five. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five sounds technically. Um, so I think there'll be a shootout between that and the King of Tone at some stage, mm. for me more than anything else. But yeah, they're, they're killer pedals. He, he's, uh, I think I called him the, the wizard. Uh, e the Q wizard or some Something. wizard. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's, he, his pedals are sort of on another level, I reckon. He, he mm. has a very good ear for this stuff. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, and that's that. So that's uh, uh, that's what we've been doing. And uh, yeah, there's more videos coming out. There's a couple of videos now that we did a few uh, of pedals that we can't talk about yet, but we will talk about them once they're being released. Yes. Um, which is yeah, surprisingly quite a lot, really, for us. Usually, we don't have that many. Yeah, usually on the back burner in one go. Good four or five years behind. Yeah, we usually are, <laughs> but now we have. There's a few pedals now that. Um, we had early access to that we did videos with that mm. were really uh, uh, okay without saying anything the pedals we've had um look all up positive response from you or uh, what were your thoughts on all of them just trying to remember what else was gone completely blank. so there was that one yeah i know we did that today so there was the one related to that oh that yeah that was uh, and then there was the sorry yep there was the 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 one related to this, <laughs> but more brown. Brown. <laughs> you might have to write it. So the first two, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, let's Sorry. go go through them first. It's been a long long weekend. Um, the first one was really good. Um, it's kind of its own thing again. The other thing was, the second thing was, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> This is Vegas, hell, isn't it? This is the Vegas thing ever, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh... Oh, that, yeah. yeah. That was actually more impressive. <laughs> that was very impressive, yeah. Sorry, yeah, that was like a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? We did it. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, I see what you mean. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> Cryptic. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah, all three... Were... All three were really cool, in their own way. The three very different... Mm. But all in our own way. That was slightly brighter than it needed to be for me. Possibly, yeah. Just my taste. Yeah, possibly for me too. Yeah, well, you don't know what we're talking about. So yeah, no, no. But yeah, no. Um, but yeah, they were they were all really cool. Um, mm. So there's a bunch of videos. Three. Let's just say there's three videos coming out. Mystery. Oh, we're giving it away. We're giving it away. Three. And one's brown. <laughs> What is very brown? <laughs> Not sure why it had to be that brown. One's brown, one's black. One's massive. And one's grey. Massive. And yeah, one's massive. Hmm. But is it massive in sound or massive in size is the question. Well, you just have to wait. Well, you have to wait and find out. For the answer. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, now that we, uh, we've given away our, our secrets. Confuse everyone. Confuse everyone. Let's call it a day. How, how far you know we... Oh, we've just gone over an hour anyway. So, um, yeah, cool. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in again. Um, mm. Hopefully we can do this more often again. We've had a couple of people um, mm. uh, comment on our videos saying, oh, um, what happened to just the what happened to the podcast? And yeah, I sort of said, I, you know, I kept saying, it's just life gets in the way. Yeah. But hopefully we can keep this sort of regularly every two week kind of thing again uh, and hopefully we'll get some guests on and see how we all go about that and um, yeah. yeah and on that note uh, thanks Alex thank you everyone thanks for hanging and uh, catch you all real soon yeah. bye see ya bye y'all <laughs>